Hey, welcome to the Fantasy Football Genius Podcast, where winning isn't everything, it's the only thing. Stay tuned if you want to crush your fantasy football league. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever it is that you're listening to this podcast. Hope you're having a fantastic start of the 4th of July week. That's right, 4th of July brings the just around the corner, it'll be training camp. Training camp brings preseason. Preseason brings the battles between running backs, wide receivers. We even see offensive linemen and getting defensive linemen getting scraps on the practice field for the different teams. Lots of stuff that can happen during training camp and preseason. Then we have our drafts. We have the season starting up. Football's around the corner. Can't wait until it starts. So um, this podcast, we're going to talk about a trio of names that are making the headlines in news, three names that are likely going to have a little impact, if not a lot of impact, in your fantasy drafts. Hopefully we hear a lot more as the season gets closer and closer on all three players. We're also going to start our division series this week with the AFC East. Can anybody overtake the defending Super Bowl champions and the team to beat in the AFC East, the New England Patriots, led by Tom Brady, Tom the Goat? We'll see if there's anybody in that division that can overtake them as the team in the AFC East. Let's go on ahead and jump right into the podcast. Let's talk about the three names that are making headlines in social media um, and what's going to happen in fantasy leagues with those three names and along with players around them. Let's start about let's start it off with the elephant in the room, Tyreek Hill. We heard about Hill likely missing uh, a big chunk of time, but it sounds like there might be a chance he only misses a maximum of four games. Personally, I think that's ridiculous. I thought it was going to be closer to eight games. So I've been saying to myself, eight games means stay away from Tyreek Hill. If he's only going to miss four games, that's going to change my viewpoint of the entire offense. If we're looking at eight games for Tyreek Hill, I was looking at a player like Patrick Mahomes as a player that, yes, he's not going to bust in terms of having a horrible season, but he's not going to put up those video game numbers that we saw last year just because of what Hill did on in the offense, just because of what Hill did for Patrick Mahomes as, as, in a whole. The guy is a phenomenal player on the football field. Maybe his off-field uh, issues is a little more important to him than, than what he does on the football field. But you can't take away what he does on the, on the field itself. He is a phenomenal player. And what he did last year was, was absolutely ridiculous, the numbers he put up. It was all video games between him and Mahomes. And so with that, with, if, if Hill was going to be missing about eight or more games, maybe even the, the Chiefs thought about maybe cutting him like they did Kareem Hunt last year, that was going to make me want to second guess on taking Patrick Mahomes. And it's not really going to affect me because I'm not a player that takes quarterbacks very high, so I'm never going to get a Patrick Mahomes. I'm not going to get one of the top-tier quarterbacks just because that's my, not my draft strategy. I'm looking to secure my running backs and my receivers more than taking one of the stud quarterbacks because I think you can get uh, great value from the lesser-known or lesser uh, the lesser quarterbacks in the league. From 10 to 2, it's not that big of a difference for quarterbacks for me. Just because I can play waiver wire, I can play the the matchup game. So that, that wasn't going to affect me as it was, but there are a few players that was going to affect me. There's a lot of different uh, scoring systems out there, and if you're in a tight end, a crazy tight end scoring where tight ends are very, very heavily, heavily scored, if Hill did miss eight games, I think that would make 
Travis Kelsey a lock to be a, possibly a first-round pick, at least an early second-round pick. And even in your regular PPR standard standard leagues, I think what Travis Kelsey was going to have to do this year still made him a early to mid-second-round pick. And yes, I probably wasn't going to go that route, but I was actually going to think about it just because of what he was going to be looked at and looked upon to do in that offense there in Kansas City. And it was really going to affect what happens. is going to affect Sammy Watkins. I think Watkins was one of the sleepers this year that a lot of people are getting on board with what he was going to do this year because he's going to be looked at possibly being that number one option. And we did see back when he was in Buffalo that he can't take on that number one role. But if Hill only misses four games, we got to likely maybe drop Kelsey a tad bit and drop Watkins a little more, but bump up Patrick Mahomes, in, in, in my opinion. So I'll have to look at my rankings, and especially if we start to hear more and more about the Hill information. And hopefully we hear that um, soon about what's going to happen so we can kind of make our strategy on what we're looking at in drafts. We also saw... Um, we were also hearing about uh, the other night um, Kareem Hunt getting in another issue, an off-field issue. Is the guy just um, addicted to what off-field issues? Um, you would think that coming into the season, missing eight games was going to be something that he would be staying away from all the, the, the club scenes, the bar scenes, making sure he's not going to get in trouble. Doesn't sound like that happened from, from what we're hearing uh, of a recent incident. So are the Browns going to even keep him on his roster? What that does for me is I was a little iffy on do I want to have Nick Chubb as a board as a low tier, uh, low end wide uh, quarterback. I'm sorry, low end running back one or a high end running back two. That was my scenario. What I was looking at. Where do I put Chubb? I was looking at him more of a a borderline running back one but now that we're hearing about the hunt news i think we can securely put him as an rb1 and i have no issues if that's the case if if hunt has a chance of not making a roster or maybe we hear that he's been released completely or maybe we hear that there's just some stuff going on i have no issue uh, making chubb a rb1 and taking him late first round but if we hear that hunt is going to be there for a week after the eight game suspension my personal opinion is, is I wasn't going to take Chubb until the second round, um, likely in the mid to late second round. But if, it, if, if we do see Hunt gone, I think we can look at Chubb as an early second round pick. Maybe he sneaks into the first round, someone likes him, and I, and, and I wouldn't hate it for the pick just because of what he can do on the football field. But it just worries me with the, the, a, a, a talent like Hunt there in that offense. That will just kind of give me pause on making Chubb a early second round late first round pick but if we do sit here that hunt's gone maybe that that's obviously going to change my viewpoint the big news for me is ezekiel elliott we all know roger goodell has suspended elliott in the past and there's uh i guess he's going to be meeting with roger goodell about a, when he stumbled into a security guard back in may i hope nothing happens with him it sounds like it was just a hopefully just an innocent kind of thing bumped in i mean you walk down the hall you bump into somebody you stumble a little bit you bump into somebody these guys are are big name players so maybe they maybe they get a little more uh eyes on them because of who they are but i'm hoping that nothing happened with this whole thing with ezekiel elliott and if we are going to look at something it's probably most likely going to be a two-game suspension, and I'm not going to worry too much about a two-game suspension for what Elliott's going to bring to my roster from week three on, and especially in the fantasy playoffs. What I am going to maybe do is if I'm sitting with the third pick overall, maybe I take a David Johnson over Elliott, but I'm, if I'm sitting at four or five, I'm not going to hesitate. I'm going to take Elliott no matter what, and maybe I just take a, a, a higher-up running back earlier on than I would originally thought to maybe fill in for those first two games if Elliott does see a two-game suspension. 
it's just uh, my opinion is I think Elliott is one of the top three running backs in the league. I, my ranking is Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, and Elliott. Maybe you put CMC, maybe put Elliott number one overall. I think all three running backs can be listed as the number one running back overall. If Elliott does miss those two games, obviously we can't make him the number one running back, but I'm still going to take him with a first-round pick just because what he's going to do to my team. And I can maybe fill those two 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 games and hopefully it doesn't cost me wins in those two games because I can fill someone to, to fill his hole for those two spots. So let's go on ahead and jump right on into the podcast. Today, as I mentioned earlier, we're going to start off the division series as we break down the teams in each division, talk about records, talk about players we like, talk about players we don't like, what's going to happen in divisions. We're going to start it off with the AFC East. Can anybody in that division stop the train that is the New England Patriots seems like year in, year out, this team is in the AFC Championship. They're putting themselves in the, in the position to make the Super Bowl. They're doing what they need to in the in the their regular season to make sure that they're playing in Foxborough late in January, which gives them a shot at making the Super Bowl because no one wants to go to Foxborough. No one wants to go to New England to uh, uh, New England to play them on the road, especially with with Hoodie and Tom Brady on their helm. But is it time that we finally see the rest of the league catch up to what has been a phenomenal run for one of the best teams ever to play, the game, ever to play one of the best players ever to play? Tom Brady might go down as the GOAT. He obviously is the GOAT quarterback because of the rings he has. But maybe we see him as the best player ever to play the game. The guy's been phenomenal. I mean, where he came from, from Michigan, being, the, being that draft pick where he, where he was drafted to where he is now, it's just been a phenomenal year. Obviously, I'm, a, I'm not a Patriots fan. I am not a big Tom Brady fan, but I respect the heck out of Tom Brady. I think Tom Brady is phenomenal. He's a fantastic player. But I think we finally start to see those wheels come off of this, this team that has been unbeatable in the most part over, over the last 18-plus years. And I start to see, think we see Tom Brady start to near that edge of veteran quarterbacks where you start to see them start to go over that edge a little bit. Yes, he can still play the game at the highest level, but I think as a fantasy player, I think it's um, Tom Brady is beyond that being a must-start in fantasy, a must-draft pick. He's a player that I'm not going to draft unless he's way out in the draft, draft boards. I'm likely going to have him beyond 15 in my rankings, which is crazy to think about just because of who he is. But I think this is the year that we finally see. I think we, saw, we started to see it last year in Tom Brady during the regular season. He just isn't asked to do what he used to do. They're going to be much more of a, a ground game in my opinion. But is there anybody in that division that can contend with what the New England Patriots have done in winning that division? My opinion is no. I think this division is still the Patriots to lose. I think they win the, the division handily. I'm just not sold on any of the other three teams, starting with the Buffalo Bills. You look at their roster, it's not nothing super special. I like Josh Allen, yes, as a quarterback. I, I like what he can do with his legs and his arm. But beyond Josh Allen, there's nothing really there that really screams to me saying, hey, this guy's going to be a star. This guy's going to be a great player. In Dynasty Leagues, maybe you look at a Devin Singletary. But a player like Sean McCoy, who has had a great career, um, I, I think we, start, we, we have finally seen him start to fall apart, and he's not the player that he used to be. Yes, they got John Brown, a speedster, but in Buffalo – Late in the season when the snow's falling, when you're playing in cold, cold weather, are you really looking at the 
passing game to get you the deep ball like that. I don't know if John Brown's going to be the answer there in uh, Buffalo. I don't like the Buffalo Bills much this season. And if we move on from Buffalo, we go to maybe one of the worst teams in the NFL, in my opinion this year, the Miami Dolphins. Ryan Fitzpatrick and Josh Rosen, one of those two is going to lead your team. Does that give you any kind of confidence if you're, if you're a fan of the Miami Dolphins? It doesn't give me any confidence. I kind of like Kenyon Drake, but not a whole lot. I think Balaj is a player that maybe you can kind of look at as maybe a sleeper. But I don't like anything else on the, on the roster. Maybe if Devontae Parker gets traded, maybe he finally lives up to that upside that maybe that a lot of us thought he might have coming into the league. But he really hasn't done much. And is he going to be looking any special with Fitzpatrick or Rosen under center? I don't think it is there. I don't like anybody on the Dolphins. I'm likely not going to touch anybody on that roster in either DFS or season long. Move along. Let's not look at the Dolphins anymore. It's kind of making me sick. What about the New York Jets? They made some splashes this year in the offseason, signing Le'Veon Bell. Yes, Bell's going to get his. I think he starts off a little slow just after missing a year, but he's had a year off, so that's going to make him much more fresh than a lot of other players in the league. So I think he starts off slow, but I think he's still going to get his in this offense. And then we look at the receivers. They brought in uh, Jamison Crowder, who I think, don't get me wrong, Bell is a great signing, but what, what Crowder does for this offense, I think he might be just as big of a signing just because of who he is, what it costs him, what kind of player he is. And the receiving core is not solid at which one's going to be the number one wide receiver. You have Robbie Anderson, you have Quincy Inunua, and now you have Jamison Crowder joining the likes of Josh Bellamy, Deontay Thompson, um, those kind of players there. I think Crowder is obviously going to be the number one, number three guaranteed receiver there. And there's not, there's no saying that he can't be the number one option there in that offense, which is going to give Sam Darnold a few more looks, a few more uh, players that, that he can throw the ball to. The Jets are a sneaky team this year. I think, I think the Jets have a shot of maybe, maybe sneaking up on some players, some people this year, and being a little better than maybe a lot of people thought. Um, we're used to seeing the Jets not being a great team in the years past. But I think make, Sam Darnold makes a few jumps. He has a few more receivers to go. And I think the Jets are the ones that are going to be giving the Patriots the biggest push. But I don't think they can do much. I still think they're a year or two away from being over 500. I have the Jets under 500, which we know the Patriots are not going to be under 500. That just gives the division to the J- Patriots. Which on offense, I think I'm much more interested in the ground game with Sonny Michelle and James White and company. Obviously, James White is much more of a PPR player than he is a standard player. And I think there's a chance that maybe we don't see Edelman as the number one wide receiver in in New England. Maybe it's rookie Nikhil Harry, who I'm very high on this year. Despite not being a big fan of Brady in fantasy this year, I do think Harry is a player that I'm going to target in many leagues this year. I think he leads the AFC East in targets, receptions, and yards, and possibly touchdowns. I just like his upside. I just like that pick at the last pick in the first round by the Patriots. I think that's a player that many people are going to know who he is by the season's end. They still have Julian Edmonds. So Edmonds still going to be a, a, a good player. And you would think with two receivers that I do like on this team, that would make me like Tom Brady. I just don't, I'm just not sold on what Tom Brady is going to be asked to do. He's not going to be asked to throw the ball all over the place in the AFC East. Um, we know the Patriots are going to do what they do. We're going to see this ground game maybe be much more involved. And we know the defense is going to be good to great, depending on, on who they 
how they start off and how they do. We know Bill Belichick does what he needs to do to win games. He's not going to push it, which has me down on Brady as a whole. So I think my player that I like the most on this team is Sonny Michelle and Harry at right receiver on this roster. So if we're looking at records, I think, in my opinion, I think the Patriots are going to win the division handily. I think they win with, I think they win the division with 10 wins, which is not going to give them that home field advantage throughout the playoffs, which I think is the reason why the Patriots don't make it back to the AFC Championship game, which is something that we've seen year after year for the Patriots. It's amazing on how, how often they are in the AFC Championship with a chance to play for the Super Bowl. I think we finally see the Patriots lose in the second round and not get a chance to play the Super Bowl. It's going to be somebody else in the AFC, the AFC this year in the, in the Super Bowl. If I have to give the best player in the AFC, I'm likely going to be looking at probably Le'Veon Bell just on default. I do like Son- Sonny Michelle. I do like Nikhil Harry. I think Harry is going to be possibly the best receiver in the bunch out of this whole AFC East. And if I'm looking at a player that I'm never going to draft, I'm likely going to be looking at the entire Miami Dolphins team, and I'm likely going to look at an entire Buffalo Bills team outside of Josh Allen, who I do like as a backup quarterback in season-long leagues. But I'm not going to take anybody on the Dolphins, so, so I'm going to probably X off every single Dolphin on the rosters and not take very many players there as well. So that'll do today's podcast. Hope you guys had a great day. Hope you guys have a fantastic rest of the week. We'll talk about the AFC North with this later on this week for the next podcast. If you have any questions, hit me up on Twitter, hit me up on Instagram, and we will talk to you guys later. Have a great day and a great 4th of July.